Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Jesso Girls. Today, Aaron and I are together and we're gonna be talking about a topic that has come up, I know for myself a lot and also for some of the artists um, in my artist accountability group. Um, and just like a good topic in general because we've touched on it before, um, but never really dived deeper into it. And that is the tendency to compare ourselves as artists. I mean, comparison is something that's rampant, um, especially now in the online age where we can see everyone's lives seemingly unfolding in real time, but we don't ever really get a full picture. So it's really easy to just fall into comparing ourselves or um, having an idea of somebody else's creative journey being more successful or better than ours um, because of how things are portrayed online. Um, now we're not gonna like restrict this conversation just to comparison online because I also think it's easy also to compare ourselves to our friends or our peers offline. Um, so we're gonna kind of start this conversation with like why we compare ourselves. And um, cause I mean, I think there's something that um, there's some sort of like ten the tendency comes from somewhere right and so like what is what is, how is that serving us like why do we compare ourselves yeah i was thinking about that when we were talking about this topic i was like well why do we compare and why is it so easy why is social media drive that comparison why that tends to be where we all start but then i started thinking a little bit about you know how you can compare other people and how you can compare like how are athletes the best athletes how are you the best at your job etc there's like almost like a score book or guide. Like you know you're a really good golfer when you score really low. How can you make that? When it comes to art, there's no real... Score book, yeah. Yeah, score book. So I think that's where we get sucked into, and art is so subjective. And I think that's where we get sucked into like, that's not, ta that's not talent or that is talent. Or, oh my gosh, they paint that so realistic. I don't know if I could ever do that. Um, or they paint that abstract that's looks like a two-year-old did it like it's so easy to get sucked down that tunnel and i believe a lot of it is because it's just such a subjective space which makes it so much challenging and also makes it it puts the the hard work on us to you know get rid of that a judgment and i know as an artist it's a sensitive space and it, we do need a little bit more validation to move forward as in a career because there's just so much doubt around it or even like oh that's what you do for i mean even when people are like oh this this is like yeah i'm i went to school for art for a reason like <laughs> i have to we find that i validate but i'm like no like i went to art for a reason because i'm good at it right. not because i'm not good at math like <laughs> it is interesting because we tend to um we have to feel like we have to defend ourselves as artists constantly just even to like the outside world mm -hmm. and then when um we're in this creative space um defending our work can also sometimes mean um I know I'm so guilty of this being like, well, my work is better than her work or like, see, my work is good. It's better than theirs. And it comes, it becomes a sort of like um, appealing way of getting validation for both our, ourselves. And I think to the outside oh, world yeah. is like proving ourselves. And so I think sometimes that comparison comes from that tendency of like wanting validation, wanting to, Absolutely. to feel like we are seen and um unfortunately i think it can sometimes lend lend itself to tearing each other down rather than okay. just being saying like behind the scenes yeah or like saying like you're you know just recognizing somebody else's work is good for x y and z reason and then be like well and my work is good for this reason and i think the competitiveness too can also definitely uh creep in when it comes to like selling work and um feeling like there's this 
I think some of this comes from too, like feeling like there is a finite number of people who are ever going to buy art and feeling like we are all competing for a space within that. And which is just Mm -hmm. simply not true. If you just think about, think about the number of walls you have in your, in your home and then multiply that by like every single person, the Mm -hmm. billions of people in this world, there is enough space for all the artists out there to have their art up in every home. So like, it's a silly thing to like feel like we need to compete with one another because there is space for all of us. Um, And not that comparison can always, is always necessarily competitive. I also think it can be self-destructive. I've, I'm 100% somebody who will go on social media and I'll see um, another artist who just, you know, released a collection yesterday and has already, like, within an hour sold all these paintings and I'm, like, doing the math and this person's made, like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars and I'm, like, green with envy and, like, wish I could do that. Um, And so it comes from a place of, like, wanting to be at a spot in my career where that could be possible, right? Or like wanting Mm -hmm. that to be my reality. And that's not a bad thing, but I think when it turns destructive is when it starts to feel like, oh, well, they can have that, but I can't. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, it's, it's one of those things we need to see that others I mean, I think even your like uh, artist accountability group, it's re- it's supporting other artists, and I think we really need to keep that in mind. That even when we're comparing our work to other people's works, like we have to be happy for their success because it shows that there is a road for you. Like it, it is possible. Um, yeah. I mean, and I think it's hard to like trust me. Like we live in such a toxic society that it's really hard to shift that mindset. And I, but I do think. As creatives, we tr- we truly can, of all people, um, shift that mindset and really think of the comparison as a good thing. Uh, that I, I mean, I know it sounds strange, but I like look at so because I'm in advertising, I follow a lot of awards, like who who what agencies won awards, what pieces won awards, and it's concept design, copy, it's everything put together. And instead of being like, oh, I could have won that even though I didn't, we don't submit all of our stuff. But I like, you know, I, I think I look at it, I'm like, okay, so what makes that a top ad? What makes that such so clever? And it helps me then reuse those tools to think about when I start creating ads in the future. Or, you know, they did that so successfully because. And I think that's something that artists can do when they're looking at any, like, uh, any type of art, um, as a digital advertising ads or painting, video anything yeah I think it's just like okay this artist sold out in two hours well what did they do that was so what did they do like how what what made it so successful oh they have a really close following they do seasonal pieces their price points at a point that people are going to constantly rebuy um a seasonal piece etc maybe it's not for you and it works for them and not for you but it's at least you can acknowledge like oh that's what that's what's helped them find their success. And sometimes there's no rhyme or reason to success. I, I mean, there's a woman who was selling invisible art in New York and she made so much money. And I was, and there's a great example. I was like, are you serious? Like people are doing that, like that's ridiculous. But then again, it's like a Duchamp or a Warhol, like they're challenging those barriers and boundaries. It's frustrating as a fine artist, absolutely. 
but I do find it quite interesting also as an artist because it is creative. It's yeah. just a scam. No. There's, <laughs> there's so much in the art space that is complicated because you can go down so many rabbit holes with comparison because you could you could start comparing yourself to the artist who makes a bunch of money doing very little. You could start mm-hmm. comparing yourself to the artist who is in very close proximity to what you yourself do but has like a lot more followers than you or whatever. Um, But I think, like you said, pointing out to yourself, like taking a step back, stopping, realizing that you're comparing yourself and asking yourself, like, why, why am I, you know, upset that this person is successful? Or why am I comparing myself and telling myself that, like, oh, they're so much better than me? Is it because I admire what they do? Mm -hmm. And, and then saying, like, okay, well, why do I admire what they do? Like, and how could I, you know, still preserve my authentic self and what I create, but emulate some of the stuff that they're doing so that maybe I could achieve the level of success or that they achieve. And mm-hmm. and realizing too that, I mean, art is is supposed to be super unique. I mean, we, we are artists. They're never gonna find a painter who paints exactly the same way as you. There might be simul- similarities, um, but it's never- it, you're, yeah, you're suppo- it's supposed to be a unique thing. And also, if you are trying to paint exactly like some other person on the internet that you found that mm-hmm. is su- like successful because you think that you're going to be as successful as them because you paint the same way as them, I hate to say this, but you are very much wrong. Because think pe- again. <laughs> think again because people are going to recognize that. And also, it's, it's going to, over time it's going to start, you're going to start to realize how like that isn't you and take it from me because I have done this. Like I have found artists on the internet that I have really liked and I have found myself like really like not copying like exactly their style, but like, you know, really influenced. Yeah. Influenced by their style. And it didn't last. Like it it, it was great experimenting and good to practice that, but it, it doesn't last. And it, is a good exercise, I think, to look up to people you admire and mm-hmm. try to be like them. But you have to realize that that it's it's not you, and and it will and that yeah. will suss itself out over time. So yeah, I love that. I mean, just thinking about some of the paintings I've done in my past for personal self, um, like abstract painting. I found abstract painting like actually very difficult. Mm-hmm. I could not. I'm like every time I did it, I was like, this looks like I just dropped my paintbrush. Yeah. And it didn't look finished to me. And when I saw other people's, and even people that were just like lifestyle bloggers that were like, mm-hmm. check this hack out. And I'm like, what? I was like, theirs looks more like finished than mine. And I'm yeah. trained in this space. Um, but I did find it to be a great exercise to learn, like, what is it that they did that made it feel finished? So I'd actually like look at one that I found like a blogger do and I'd like recreate it. And then eventually I got comfortable with that style a little bit more to then break it off onto something a little myself. But I can say eventually I was, it just wasn't me. Like you were saying, like, I, I was like, cool, I can paint abstract now, but do I want to do this all the time? Do I appreciate the art? Yeah, but I don't want to do that all the time. I've all, and that's where this summer I was exploring and I finally was like, why am I looking online? I kept looking for inspiration online and what to paint. And then finally I was like, I know what I like to paint. Like, so I like painting portraits. I always love painting people's faces. Um, And so that's where I started driving down and doing that kind of stuff. And I was like, and I also, it's so strange, but like, I like to paint usually 
older people's faces. I find it more interesting and unique with the wrinkles and lines and um, more wrinkles the better. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just, it is a good exercise to not, not say like, don't do it. I mean, don't do it and sell it, but it's not a bad thing to explore to figure out that it's not you. Um, and I think that took, that was my world of comparison. I, I kept seeing, I'm like, I was beating myself up and I was like, how does theirs look finished? Mine looks like garbage. But I can also say, I've also gone down the rabbit hole of comparison of like putting, I think this is why I like hate social media, which I, I know a lot of people have this. I think we as artists, because we're, and I'm gonna say it's stereotype, but we are a little more sensitive because we put our blood, sweat and tears into our artwork. And when it's not validated online, I think it can get discouraging. And so that's when you start really going down this comparison hole. And sometimes that's where it switches to be a little bit more on the negative side because it's, you're trying to rationalize with yourself why you're not where they are. Yeah, and I, I actually think sometimes it's more about the validation than the money. Um, like I'm not usually like, I, I don't, if someone sells paintings for thousand, thousand dollars on, I'm not going to be, I don't know if I'd be more jealous of that or someone who's selling thousands of prints for $5. I honestly think I'd be like, you sell thousands? Like to me, that's, it's just, it's, it's how different. To, yeah, success, and for me, too. it's like, um, so actually this is really funny. So I, um, <laughs> just last night, there's this artist I follow who I really, really love her work. And, um, I noticed like, I was starting to compare myself because I was like, oh my gosh, like this person has so many followers. Like they probably sell so much work mm -hmm. and probably make like so much money doing so. And I went on their website and, um, noticed like the price point is like so much lower than mine. Like we're talking like, mm -hmm. like 40, like 20 to $50 like a piece, like in their prints, right? So most are prints, oh, okay. um, some original things, but still like very like low price point, which is mm -hmm. once again, that's totally fine. Like they sell smaller things. Like, you yeah. know, some of it is more like, it's just a different design, different, it's more like is it on business these model. Yeah, different business model, like just different than mine. And I started to realize like, okay, like they would have to sell like a hundred of these $30 prints to make three thousand dollars like did i do math right i don't know if i did math yeah. right i think <laughs> i think you did but still that's like what people hope to make for a salary each month so like right and so like but that's that, a lot of paintings to sell in one month that's a lot of like that's and i can't make 30 or no I, yeah no i can't make a hundred thirty dollar paintings in a month like i i, I could do prints like yeah and like that is maybe a goal like i could sell the prints but for me it's like i my model is more like selling you know, three or $4,000 paintings a month. And so like, mm -hmm. I only need four sales a month. So like, mm -hmm. I don't need as many followers as this person mm -hmm. or like, or if I did have as many followers, like that'd be wonderful. But like, you know, I, my price point, my model is different. So like comparing myself to this person financially is, is like crazy. Like the model mm -hmm. is not the same. So I, I just was a really, it was really a good exercise. It was actually my boyfriend, Kirk, who made me do this exercise. Cause he was like, well, how much <laughs> is like, she selling them for? And I was mm -hmm. like, you're right. Let me check. And yeah. it made me feel so much better. And, um, I think sometimes that's, it's good to stop and break down these things mm -hmm. for yourself so that you realize like the error in your ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. Cause that, you know, the little, like, you know, uh, what's it called? green ugly monster on your shoulder was that yeah. what jealousy um like it, it, it yeah. can kind of like blind you and you can just start like go being so the negative. gesso goblin the gesso goblin. gesso goblin the gesso goblin <laughs> <laughs> sit on your that. shoulder i love that comparison i think changes over time too 
as you mature and you build more confidence in your space and in your work. I think it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. If it does, I'm really jealous of you. But we seek that validation. We post on Instagram. We, we, we wait for those likes. And it's like, don't, don't get caught up in it because it's an algorithm. It yeah, it, it, yeah. It's only so much you can take to heart. I think it's a great tool for data and understanding your audience and what people mm-hmm. respond to, but don't take it as a, a fail or success or to fail or succeed. Exactly. Um, I think that's my biggest advice to anyone, even outside of this art industry. Uh, I think that we just have to keep that in mind that it is not a level of do not define your success on social media. Right. It's a great tool to collect information, but don't <laughs> don't beat yourself up over no, it. No, definitely do not. I know people who don't even use social media for their art and they're on the ground always at fairs, art festivals, uh, word of mouth. And I really do think that is a huge opportunity and space in the world of art. Julia, I have a question actually. Do you, would you say that you sell more locally or? Yes. Across the US? Yeah. Yes. I feel like 100% it's more local. Yeah. People see stuff, people get familiar with your work opposed to, and I, I think that's something that you focus on. Yeah. Focus on that local areas. Talk to boutiques. Talk to coffee shops. Um, find your space so you stop comparing yourself and realizing, like, sure, maybe you're not sh- shipping your work. Trust me, you don't want to be shipping your work across the United States. Yeah. It's really expensive. It's <laughs> so if you can do local, like, shoot for it. So don't yeah. get jealous of all those. I 100% think, I think that sometimes narrowing your... Um, like putting some blinders on, I think is actually mm-hmm. a really good thing. What sometimes when it comes to art, because um, as you said before, like it's art, my tendency before, now I don't, I hardly do this anymore. I'm just realizing, but like I used to always go online to find inspiration, which mm-hmm. is such a like overwhelming place to try to find oh, inspiration absolutely. from. Right. And now I'm, it's like, I've narrowed my focus and I only look at like certain artists, maybe that, um, or not even artists anymore, like, like photographers, like that, yeah. their work, like, and it's relating to the kind of content I'm interested in currently. So like, I've really narrowed in on my, like what I'm looking at and what I'm paying attention to. Um, and that I think is like naturally happens. Like, and, and, and same goes with like the market you're selling to. It just will kind of naturally narrow. So if you are maybe in this somewhat uh, beginner stage, I mean, I would say even, I have phases of this where I'm not a beginner anymore um, where I do this. But if you are in that phase right now where you're just like comparing yourself across the board to everybody, try narrowing your your focus and narrowing your market. And so actually, um, funny enough, the the Chicago series that I did, so I did, I did cities. I did, it actually, it actually relates perfectly to what we're talking about. I painted Chicago and then I started painting other cities um, across the U.S., and I really only, I sold one, I have sold only one non-Chicago painting, like the original. I've sold prints of the other cities, of, of all the other cities, but I've only sold um, now two, or no, excuse me, I've only sold one of the non-Chicago paintings. Because majority of my audience is in Chicago, and the majority of the work that has, got, the work that has gotten the most, like, engagement and shares have been the Chicago paintings, because that is my local audience. That is like who 
follows me and that's who's buying a lot of people who are buying my my work and so I'm not saying you have to go out and like paint your own city now but I'm just saying like there is value in niching down there is value in like finding a specific audience um, and so I think that is a helpful approach to fighting comparison and also carving your own space in the art oh world. absolutely um here's a interesting comparison thought and I want to know your thoughts on it have you ever found yourself comparing yourself to, okay, so quality of paint, materials, etc. I think it's easy also to, not all materials, materials are creative equal. <laughs> um, and seeing, I mean, it's an education thing. It's a maturity level. Like as you get more advanced and in your practice or, I mean, there's artists out there that didn't go to art school, so they don't have the background education of like what level, grade level canvases to buy or stretching your own canvas or paint. And I have found sometimes myself comparing that I need to one, either buy the most premium paint and whatnot. Um, and note that I, I don't, I'm not, I don't sell my like fine art. So there's, this is a very interesting mentality of mine that I'm like, okay, I need to keep everything on the professional side, extreme side. But then I see other people who like go and buy like the cheapest paint ever and are selling work. And I can find myself, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no, like they shouldn't do that. That's not fair. Like I, I have more premium paint. I have more premium materials and my stuff is worthy more, more, whatever than yeah. the person who bought the the 90 color acrylic set everything's pre-mixed for I you i think it comes back to the whole like price point thing like mm -hmm. i have no idea what those people are charging for their work i mean maybe they are hundreds. charging a lot hundreds okay well um that was, okay <laughs> you know what here's my thoughts on that um yeah. there are so many people out there who don't know art you know like don't are not like anything you paint is like amazing to them like i think there are far more people out there in the world to like have that perspective of art like just absolutely like mind blows them that like they don't know the difference of like what's good quality and what's not but my question to you is do you want your work to just be seen as good or like quality to those people or do you want your work to be seen as quality and good to other artists in like higher levels spaces mm -hmm. and I think that that comes down to your preference right like if you are just yeah. truly trying to appeal to like the general public who has no clue about like and, and couldn't have a discerning eye then I think do whatever you want but like for me I know I want my work to stand up in like a space yeah. of other artists looking at it because I went to art school so like I'm used to having those kinds of eyeballs on my work yeah. and I want the respect of those people so I think that that's where it's like pick your audience pick your arena mm -hmm. that you want to be in and um and recognize those people you know good for them that they're able to like have very small margins then <laughs> but know right. that like if they're ever trying to put their work like in a gallery or I don't know if they're in galleries they're the like, gallery people are probably gonna be like uh no, they won't no, take that. They won't take yeah. that. No, I don't know. It was, yeah, no, interesting. Yeah, no, I would say I have a very really high, I think because I went to art school and I was one of those eyeballs that had to critique other people's art. So yeah, I think it's easy to fall into um, 
even when you're like, even positively comparing yourself, being like, my mm-hmm. quality is so much better than that person. But it just really comes down to like who you're appealing to, what you're trying to achieve with your work. And it's kind of, uh, as someone in my arts accountability group said, you have to run your own race. Like you, you cannot, you, you really can't paint for somebody else and you can't compare how you paint to somebody else because it's just, it, it's an individual sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and another thing that came up as well, and I thought was a really good question was um comparing okay the question was worded as as this it was um how long like realistically should i expect it to take before i'm like seeing success with my work i feel like i go online and i see like people who seem who seem to be like overnight success like have overnight success and i think the question how i boil it down is like comparing your timeline to somebody else's timeline and I think that's a really challenging mm-hmm. that I know that is my biggest challenge. I no longer really compare my work mm-hmm. as much. It's more like the timeline thing. How have yeah. you done? That? I know you maybe more for you and like um, maybe more in like a business sense. Like has that played in for you at all? Yeah, um, absolutely. And I know I can see how it can frustrate somebody. Um, but my dad always said, don't mix effort with success. It was some harsh words that he told me as a as an athlete. Um, cause I was like, why do I work 10 times harder than this person yet? They can pole vault higher than me. Um, like I spend more time at this than they do. Uh, and that's where, and that's how I've always kind of had that in my head moving forward in life. But something I always like to remind myself is you don't know the full story. You don't see the big picture. I think of, um, sure. I, I go to the, the acting industry theater and think of people that have, um, that are famous and most, not all, but several are like famous actors and actresses yeah. are in movies when they were like four. You just don't know it because they're not familiar. Yeah. Uh, I think Miley Cyrus Moore is one. Is uh, and then I know Misha Barton, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I mean, yes, some of them have like famous parents, so that definitely helps, but not everyone. I have seen like Misha, Misha Barton's in, um, oh my gosh, there's like a scary movie. Um, okay. I can't think <laughs> of it, but she like Go check it out. Just so you all know. <laughs> um, but she's a child. And they took small roles, big roles. It took them so much time to become... I mean, uh, Lizzo has been working her butt off for years. It's not like she was an overnight success. Sure, maybe that's when... It was an overnight success as an like overnight... Like if suddenly like, someone picked it up um, finally and it, it got attention. But for no means was it like an overnight success. So like... I mean, I hate to say this too... But to like take a little pressure off of people in comparison, there is a little bit of game of luck. There kind of is. There really is. I have to say. Um, I mean, I can even say like getting into the advertising industry. I was applying, 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 and luckily I found yeah. someone who knew knew somebody who knew somebody yeah. who was able to take it a really resume. like. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't know if I would have gotten there without a hundred percent. Like a friend of a friend. I, I would friend. say I've only had one job that I've ever gotten that was completely like and even with even even with like art stuff like in commissions i i, I would could probably say there are far fewer mm-hmm. that have been completely cold leads just like somebody randomly reaching out to me to ask me to do something yeah. there's always some sort of connection there and so the the, the common denominator though is yeah. doing the work like people are not gonna just magically find you if mm-hmm. you don't put the work out there like no one's gonna know that you're an artist if you've never exactly. posted a picture of your art so like yeah. The, the, the common denominator is putting your work out there, creating the work, and knowing that it's it's you will get your time if you just continue to put the work. And I'm truly beginning to believe yeah. that. Like, I, I think it took me a long time to be like, 
Yeah. You know, I could just, this all could just be for nothing. Like I could just be like spinning my wheels, like making art and like, n- it's never going to catch on. And it's so funny because even, I just see this even play out. Like once again, social media is an algorithm. It's like, it can be it's totally ir- like random, mm-hmm. but I like painted a painting of the Willis Tower. Or, like I've been painting and like the Willis Tower shared my painting the other day. Mm-hmm. Like the, like the actual like Instagram for Willis Tower and like you know like but i painted yeah, that painting absolutely. a couple weeks ago like and i didn't paint it i tagged them but i didn't paint it with the intention of them sharing it um and yeah. but it, so it takes right. sometimes for a little bit of time for like people to like see your work and then appreciate it so that's why i also really really preach like mm-hmm. repost old stuff like continue to share your work like as much yeah. as you can and um not to the point of like you know being destructive but like reshow your work in like many different ways because yeah. it takes a while for that one song that you wrote that one painting you painted to yes. get its little <laughs> moment in in the spotlight and sometimes it happens right away mm-hmm. with that first post and other times it takes you know 10 or 20 or 30 times showing that pa- same painting for se- the right person to be like yeah. yes i love that i want it and i think it yeah. comes back to like being innovative too i think you're creative don't limit to yourself to just like the frame that you have think big think i mean that's gonna get you places um i think someone we've talked to cat and cat's someone who thinks big she thinks in a unique way which gets her the attention um she's not she's not like doing it to get attention it's just she's innovative she's a big thinker and i i think even taking it off Okay, so the pan- you know, we're making such success in the pandemic and the virus. So I challenge everyone to start thinking now how they can take what they're doing on social media and bring it into like experience because I and this is a total like personal thought, but I think we're going to hit a digital fatigue. I truly do. I think we are all on Zoom all day. We are on and I, I see it already happening in the industry. People are not we do a lot of events with in advertising and we'll get a ton of RSVPs, but very few actually show up because there's just yeah. so much fatigue in the digital space. Not to say continue don't to do the digital not space, walk away from but it, start but brainstorming about keep, like can do real it. life. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, because coffee shops are going to open and people are eager to get out there. Even I think of the Chicago Botanical Garden. Um, so if someone's a, a paints yeah. florals, like, can you partner with them? Um, these people aren't necessarily going to charge you to put your artwork somewhere because it's not, they may be like, this is such a cool partnership. This is so innovative. I want to put that. I know Lululemon has worked with artists before and they've done like movement paintings and put them in their spaces because they support the arts as well. Um, so be innovative. Think about that stuff. Get out into art fairs, festivals. I mean, they don't even have to be like art fair, like, you know, festivals. There's so many other ways of doing it if you're not ready to take that jump yet there's there are going to be new opportunities opening up for us like outside of this digital space so if you are in that little like Mm -hmm. rut of comparison and you're just like in your little online bubble start thinking bigger start thinking outside of the little space on the internet that you have on on your little scroll Mm -hmm. and start to think about other ideas and i think sometimes that's actually when i am in that rut and I am feeling like, oh my God, like my work is, it's not going anywhere. I'm stuck. It's like, I'm not gonna have any success. I go to my computer and I think of mm-hmm. three people to email that might potentially open up an opportunity for me. Or I follow up with somebody who I've talked to in the past mm-hmm. about something. 
And it usually gets me out of yeah. it because it's like, okay, like, there's potential. Like, and finding that potential yeah. for yourself is, is huge, I think. Yeah, I actually have an example of that, too. It happened two weeks ago. I So I'm starting a clothing line. <laughs> Still starting a clothing line. It's quite a process. But I had a call an old old friend from high school we i mean we like crossed paths a lot we weren't like friends that like went and got coffee every week and caught up in everyone's lives we just kind of ran in the same group um for a while and she went back to school for fashion and she over the pandemic we connected again you know chatted remotely etc and two weeks ago she reached out to me she's like hey i'm looking for fashion experience like what can i hear what you're doing and like she has more education in the space than I do. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I'm not like trying to keep this secret to myself. Like, I'm not trying to like make this like me and only me. Like, I love bringing, I love collaboration. <laughs> I love bringing people together and creating something beautiful. So it was like, to me, a no brainer. And I didn't feel comfortable reaching. It. So I can say both ways. Why it's so great for you to reach out is because I didn't feel comfortable to reach out at the time because look, I, this is self-funded. I'm not like, I'm putting my own money into it. I can't pay someone a salary. I can't hire someone per se. Um, so I didn't want to be like, Hey, come help me, but I can pay you very little or like we can figure something, you know? I, so that's why I was like, reach out and see what you can do. I'm not saying, I mean, you're not going to be doing free if you work, are a, but it could lead to bigger if opportunities you kind, or something else. Considerate, thoughtful, yeah. talented, person I think most people are going to give you the time of day like I really do and I think that even okay another thing back to like comparison stuff and reach out to those people that you are comparing yourself to I mean they may not respond it depends on the caliber this person's out at but don't take it personally but if the person you're comparing yourself to like it's like you know it's not like a humongous like celebrity you know like there's a chance that they're going to respond to you and yeah. like you could have some kind of a relationship even a celebrity they, they even shoot a your celebrity. shot girl shoot your shot <laughs> i like for example a girl who i actually am, am like good friends with now who's in my arts accountability group like she we met yeah. via instagram and like we're good friends now and like she just reached out to me like wanting to know like to hear a little bit about like art stuff and what I've been doing and we met up for for coffee and now she's in the group and we get drinks sometimes and anyway like you can make real friends like you I'm so 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 glad that she did because she's awesome yeah, you can. and like oh yeah I'm in a documentary now because of Instagram yeah. and another brain tumor survivor and now there's like a Spotify I don't even know what's going on with it but I was in an interview and now it's a video that's and amazing like, oh. yeah so like you just don't know <laughs> so where out. like these little you know you reaching out to somebody you look up to or somebody that you maybe think is a little bit further along than you are just to like ask them some questions or rather than yeah. sitting back and like being envious like just be like hey I think what you're doing and also that is so flattering like it's so flattering too oh, so yeah. um getting outside of that of your little like comparison bubble and reaching out I think is it's really going to be worthwhile um i think it's really it's i think when we come together as artists and like share our knowledge and kind of break down that little um the facade that i think is so i mean like prevalent online like i think it's so easy to look at like even if i looked at my own feed right now i think people would think like my like julia's killing it and honestly, like this past month, like was really tough for me. Like I, I had a lot of engagement with the work I was doing, 
but I didn't have a lot of sales. Like I finally broke that and this week I did really well and I sold a lot and like I sold a, a couple big pieces, which is amazing and I'm really, really yeah. happy about that. But guys, it was like four weeks of like, like a desert. <laughs> like it was like nothing. Yeah, and I saw, yeah. I had prints that I sold. So like funny enough, like the quantity of what I was selling was more, but it was like small items and it was really like, I was down and out. I felt like, and, but if you looked online, like I was getting more likes and engagement than I've like probably ever gotten on these cityscapes that I've been doing. And it was just so frustrating because like the sales weren't following that. So I yeah. say this all just to, to, to say that like you can look at somebody oh, else okay. and be like, oh my God, they're doing amazing, but you don't really know what's behind the veil. Um, oh, no. And another part that, so this is just something I, I wanted to put in this episode for sure because it's something my mom used to say to me all the time that um, I, I, I really carry this with me. So when I was younger, like, you know, I think I still do this, but especially as little kids, you be, you might look at somebody and be like, oh, I wish my hair was like her hair. Like, I wish I had curly hair, mom, or I wish I had red hair, or whatever, and name of name of feature. I wish I was a better, I wish I was a better mm-hmm. dancer or whatever. And my mom would be like, oh, like, do you want to be her? Let it, like, insert that person's name. We'll just say Sally. Yeah. Like, do you want to be Sally? And I'm like, no, I just want to have Sally's hair. And my mom's like, but you, what are you going to do? Chop off her hair and leave the rest? And I was like, what are you, I was like, mom, like, what are you talking about? And she's, I was like, that's all I'm saying. I just like wish my hair was like Sally's. And she's like, um, well, you can't just take Sally's hair. Like if you want to be like Sally, you have to take all of her because there's no such thing as picking apart a person. Like you can't, that's not, it's not possible. And like, it was so, it was so literal. Like she would just be so literal yeah. about it. And like, as a kid, yeah. it would like annoy me. Cause I'm like, that's not what I'm oh, saying, sure. mom. And, and it's really stuck to me though, like with me though, because it's like, it's so true. It's like, you can't just look at another artist and be like, oh my gosh, like I want to paint just like that person. Well, you don't know everything that's going on in their life. Like you don't know, you don't know what is influencing their work. You don't know like the journey that they've gotten there. And also like, and most of the time you wouldn't want it, you know, like I don't, I, I, I like my life. I don't want to trade in my life for a different artist's life. So it's really not productive to pick somebody else apart because you can't just take their hair and leave the rest. <laughs> you, can't take, you can't just take their paint stroke. Yeah. <laughs> and leave the rest. Like, you can't do it. It's so yeah. true. No, it's absolutely true. I mean, I, it's, I love that. I think it's in any field, you can think that way too. Um, even just thinking of advertising, someone would be like, oh, well, wouldn't you? I mean, I've jumped around agencies and... I wouldn't switch where I'm at right now, even though I may not be designing for the flashiest brands like I have before, but I'm actually like helping people through the work I'm doing now, um, which to me, that's more important. So I wouldn't trade it. So I think it's just figuring out what you value and what is best for you to help you kind of squash that gesso goblin. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think comparing is, you know, a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, And I think you just have to set your barriers and figure out catch yourself in the act when you see that you're comparing yourself in a negative way and you know we're all naturally going to do it so I'm not going to say like okay now walk away from here and you're never going to compare in a poor way and it's always going to be healthy for you I mean it's part of life so I think it's just acknowledging and not getting sucked into it where it becomes this toxic energy and negative and so just shifting that mindset so when you do find yourself going down that dark hole and say like, well, what, what, whoa, like, why am I caring that much about this? Like, why am I nitpicking this person? Is it because I'm 
like there's something that I'm missing or there's a void and then if there is okay you've acknowledged it and be like how can then you what are the next steps you can do because my feelings is like a (laughs) like a like a mind, it's like five it kind of feels like a mindfulness exercise. Yeah. Like it's like t- taking a step yeah, back is. and like noticing something, and then using that as data for yourself to 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 look at objectively rather than you know yeah yeah it's yeah because it's not a bad thing or a good thing. I think it's just a matter of finding that balance. Um, I think that's even like what do they say like you need balance when in your diet. Like you don't, if you ate only oranges, it's not going to be good for you, even though it's a good food. Yeah. Everything in moderation. Just to figure it out. Everything in moderation and comparison. It can be fuel for your fire, but it can also be what puts out your fire too. It can be, it can be the thing that really like, you know, stops your role and, and hinders you. So, um, you don't want to get there. there. So we recognize that this is a complicated topic. And if you have other specific questions about comparison, um, we've obviously kind of just like rambled on our own experiences and like ways that we've, um, think it's a good way to shift your mindset. But if there's a specific problem you're having, feel free to DM either Aaron or I, I'm at Julia Hagen underscore art. Aaron is at Aaron Murr, right? That's how you would say it. Okay. (laughs) Really simple. Aaron <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm also, and then of course at Jesso Girls is both both of us. So feel free to DM us there. Um, and thank you guys for listening. We so appreciate it. And I'm gonna just plug this real quick because we do so also appreciate when you leave us a review. Um, we read them mm-hmm. and we it really helps other people find the podcast as well. Um, so if you want to leave us a review, let us know what you're thinking of how these episodes are going. If you're liking them, we appreciate it. And if you could think of another person who might enjoy this, this conversation and learn something, please share. So, yeah. yeah. And we do this for you. So please, this feedback, send us what you want to hear next from us. Or if you want to come be a guest on our podcast, please drop us. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next week.